Welcome to the Dental Elementary Podcast. So hello everyone, um, this is the first episode in the podcast series by Dental Elementary. I'm Raj and I'm joined by the one and only Dr Vinay. So Dr Vinay, can you just introduce yourself to everyone? Yes, thank you so much uh, Raj and the Dental Elementary team for having me on this podcast. Really grateful to be here with all of you. I'm, I'm Dr Vinay. I graduated from Barts in 2018 uh, with a dental degree, just about graduated, I did all right, did okay. Uh, then I did my dental foundation training in um, Northwest London uh, scheme with Dr. Pavan Kumar. I uh, had an amazing time uh, on the scheme and in my training practice. He is a special interest in endodontics. I don't know about you, about university, I absolutely hated endo. Uh, but yeah, when, you, yeah. <laughs> when you get taught by someone one-to-one, uh, it's slightly different and you get to use all the kind of rotary gizmos and gadgets and then you end up loving it. Uh, and then I just completed my dental core training um, at Norfolk Park Hospital. Uh, so people say I haven't actually left the M25 yet. So um, born and raised in London. Um, and um, I finished uh, my dental core training in maxillofacial surgery. Uh, just finished that and... Um, doing loads of things in between so yeah really no it's Great really interesting because um, it's, it's 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 always best to find out like what route to go down after dental school and so we just wanted to get to know you really so just a bit about yourself so you mentioned you went to um a dental school in london uh how was your dental experience how did you find university yeah i absolutely loved it i went to barts in the london uh, there's two dental schools in london there's king's college and there's barts uh, when I applied, I applied in 2012. I applied to Bristol, Birmingham, Barts, and Kings. Um, Kings, uh, they said, "Oh, you're you're too good for us. Like you can't come." So I said, "Fair enough. Like it is what it is." Uh, Kings rejected me straight away. Uh, Barts, Birmingham, and Bristol gave me an interview. Uh, I did alright at Barts, did okay at Bristol, uh, and Birmingham also said, oh, I don't think this place is right for you, um, and, and rejected you, but I'm happy, I'm happy to stay in London, it was an absolutely incredible experience. Um, I took a year out, and then I went to dental school, so it was, it was great, yeah, it was fantastic, and um, yeah, Barts was great, I, I think it was a, um, I think it was a new curriculum the year I went, because I deferred my entry to yeah. Barts. So I took a year out in between and um, on the year I was supposed to go straight after A-levels, it was, um, it was like a, uh, <laughs> how do you say it? It was a new curriculum. So anyway, they kind of learned lessons over that year and then from my year, oh, yeah, slightly, oh, okay. slightly tweaked. So guinea pig year a bit. Exactly, exactly. Oh, cool. So yeah. That's cool. Uh, so, yeah, what, what got you into dentistry then, like implying? So, was there anything else you wanted to do if you didn't go into dentistry? Yeah, yeah, for sure. Um, so, uh, I, th- I think when you're younger, if it was up to me, I don't want to put, I know this is on record, it's recording, but I think I might make dentistry. I would have made dentistry a postgraduate degree. So, I would have made dentistry and medicine a postgraduate degree. Why that is, is because I read something saying that if at 17, 18, and you still have to put your hands up to go to the toilet. Um, I think it's quite hard to make a decision about a long-term career. 
So I see a lot of my friends, postgraduates, they go into dentistry in a completely different mindset. They've kind of gone through the three years of university undergraduate, then they go to dentistry and medicine in a more kind of focused state. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and, and that's kind of how America do it. So what yeah. I had is a kind of a choice between, you know, there's that joke uh, for Asians, it's either dentistry, medicine, engineering, uh, like accounting or, or failure that's it yeah, that's, yeah, that's all yeah. you get yeah um, so I had I, I asked all the medics should I do medicine and every doctor said don't do medicine do dentistry I was like okay I'll do dentistry I did some work experience loved it with my my dentist great guy uh, in, in London and I also had um, PPE on one hand so politics philosophy and economics so kind of different things but it kind of links into to my journey a little later on about what, what I want to accomplish and what I want to do. Um, so yeah, I applied for dentistry. Uh, I actually applied on the deferred entry because I knew I wanted to do some traveling before mm-hmm. I started dentistry. So okay. yeah, I had a, had a, Where yeah. you uh, so I, I lived in about in India for a, month, a year, actually oh. lived in India for a year and I went traveling all across India, uh, learning about, different things good and wonderful so it's great Obviously an amazing experience definitely yeah definitely yeah something to talk about that's it's great fantastic yeah that's great yeah i agree with you about the intention because when i started i was still like a baby almost you know going in mm. and i felt like we i think the second year when we started seeing patients i was only 19 and it's just mm. a lot of, it's a lot of it's pressure on your shoulders almost to just see them patients and um, so I, yeah. you could you enjoy dentistry i all in all i did quite enjoy it uh, do you have any advice mm. then for your current dental students, especially now because obviously everything's changed so much? It has, it has. And I think, you know, the experience that dental students are going to get now, depending on what happens with COVID, it's going to be less clinical experience. Um, I think with dental school, it, it depends on what you want. Uh, I didn't realise how many opportunities there were at dental school at the time. There's so many opportunities to actually get involved with research, get involved with different projects, get involved with societies. Um, and I think I would pick three things. I'll pick one research project, one society that you kind of devote your time to. It could be anything, it could be a sports society, it could be religious society, it could be a cultural society, and really get stuck in. Um, and then like one thing that you really like to do that's separate to all of that. So kind of focusing your areas on, on these different aspects of university I think you can make the most out of it um, I started university six seven years ago and um, those are the kind of things that I would have done differently um, so uh, another thing I would recommend is I know this sounds really like I'm a dad but can wake up early at university um, because I mean you can have a great time obviously have a great time at university but you know, waking up early and doing something productive in the morning hours is the most, is the best way to get the most yeah. out of your time. So I highly recommend that. I started doing that in my third, fourth, fifth year. And, you know, I enjoyed university much better. Um, and yeah, that's some kind of simple, basic advice. That I, give. I, 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 I commuted to Manchester. I'm from Manchester, so I used to commute. So my early mornings were literally sitting on the motorway or something. Oh, wow. um, coffee or something but yeah no I agree with you wake up early you can get it's just such a better day such, such a better day exactly so you, exactly. you graduated you said barely but I, I think you've been a bit modest there um when you did your FD then you you did the guy was this like had a special interest in endodontics mm-hmm. so going through your FD year how did you 
like see the differences between like being at university and being in FD? Like, did you feel more confident or like was it a big step up? Yeah, for sure. I think, um, you know, I, I did okay at Barts. I did well. Uh, and, you know, I gained a lot of clinical skills, but it's known that the first month in your FD year, you probably do more clinical work than you've done at the whole of dental school. So because it's just you and the patients and then your educational supervisor, if you need them. Yeah. So you will do so much in that one month and it will give you so much confidence. Um, and by the end of those 12 months, you realize, oh, how did I not know all of these things? The, the study days in your FD year are absolutely incredible. There's 30 different study days that are compulsory yeah. that are kind of equivalent to going on day courses. Right. Um, so if you go on Instagram, you see, oh, come on my composite course, come on my implant course, come on uh, my law and education course. So there's so many courses that charge so much money, but in your FD year, you get these study days, which are not the same, but they're similar. And they kind of, they literally blow your mind about how many things you didn't know. And I think that's the beauty of doing something clinical because there's always research coming out that kind of shows you the next best thing. And there's always more you can do to improve. So we're not in a career where it's just, it's stagnant. You can always keep growing within it. Uh, and I think that's something young dentists have to realize that there's always different pathways that you can follow that are just not known to you yet. Yeah. Um, and so that's something in my FD year that I was focusing on solely. Yeah. Would you recommend then, because you have your study days, which are like, you know, course, mm. would you recommend doing more courses or just stick to your study days? Um, I think in your FD year, you, you kind of really have to, first, the first steps is finding out what you want to do. Yeah. Um, you know, there's two types of people at university. There's one person that has absolutely no clue, they're just going along with the flow. Yeah. And there's the other type of person that, that's it. I want to do max fax. I want to do endo. I want to do yeah. pros. I want to do perio. They know exactly what they want. Both are fine. So in the FD year, if you're the type of person where you know exactly what you want to do and it's being reaffirmed every day because you absolutely love doing those composite veneers or you just love doing endo, then it could, there could be a case for going on a kind of supplementary course. However, if you're not that type of person, I wouldn't worry about going on a course in your FD year. Uh, it sounds cliche, but just get the basics right. Yeah. What I did, just because it was discounted, I went on a composite two-day course. Yeah. Uh, however, it was a great course, absolutely fantastic. But what I realized, my practice and my skills weren't quite, and my patient base weren't quite there yet for me to utilize that course to the max. So. Um, I would recommend just sticking to DFT, sticking to the study days that are allocated. Um, and instead of worrying about doing extra courses, focus on that study day and reflect after that study day intensely. Was that for me? Yeah. Do I want to be that guy or girl teaching up there, basically? So once you finish your FD year then, what made you go to DCT? Because you can obviously it's either DCT or associate. Uh, what made you do DCT? And what made you do oral maxillary facial surgery in particular? For sure. I think most dental core training posts are oral and maxillofacial surgery. So you do five years of university in general uh, at a dental school. Then you do one year of dental foundation training. Then you do one year of dental core training if you want. So that's the kind of hospital pathway. Uh, dental core training is mainly oral and maxillofacial surgery posts, but there are other posts like restorative, 
community, oral surgery, uh, dental public health, etc. Mm -hmm. So my specific question for doing dental core training was, do I want to be a maxillofacial surgeon? Right. Uh, after three, four months, I realized the answer is no. <laughs> but that, that's okay. <laughs> that's okay because it's still an amazing year. You still pick up loads of skills. You still make great friends. You still feel the intensity of being kind of a medical doctor. Yeah. Um, so it's definitely a fun year. Uh, and it opens you up to a whole range of jobs uh, in, in hospital because most hospital jobs want to see that you've done a dental core training in general. Um, so, uh, in fact, I had an interview today to do a staff grade oral surgery post at a hospital. Right. So oh, cool. just, just because I've done this kind of uh, dental core training post. Um, so obviously this year was a bit unconventional because dental core trainees were sent to ICU in my case. Um, so we had like two, three months in ICU, which was incredible. Uh, and so all those people that said, don't do medicine. I hate you. Maybe could have considered medicine. It was an absolutely fantastic year. But I, the, the, the kind of takeaway is that you, you learn a lot in dental core training. Uh, and my, my specific question was, do I want to be a maxillofacial surgeon? And I quickly found out, actually, I don't want to do this for the rest of my life. Mm -hmm. However, I do want to implement some of the skills I've learned. Yeah. Yeah, we did a placement in um, North Manchester General Hospital in Maxwell. How similar to you? Mm. Like, do I want to do it? And after spending two weeks mm. there, like, yeah, it's amazing. But I don't, I don't think it's something I can pursue further. I think yeah. I'm just like stick to teeth. But so, yeah, like, because yeah. you mentioned you're redeployed. So, what was your day like before COVID, and what was your day like after COVID? Not like just a typical day. Sure, sure. So. Um, Dental core training, it really depends on where you are in the country. Uh, so in London, because London has a lot of centers that deal with major trauma and deal with cancer, they generally don't allow the dental core trainees that are singularly qualified. So, you know, to do MaxFacts, you have to do medicine and dentistry to kind of go onto the pathway. Whereas because we've only done dentistry, they don't allow us to do nights in London because uh, in general, it can be quite, quite dangerous uh, if you're not that highly skilled to deal with the complicated patients that are on the ward. So um, uh, in general, my day, if I was on call, it would be a 12 hour day. So it would be from seven to seven. So you get there around 6.45 to the hospital. Uh, you do a handover, which means the night person tells you all the different um, patients that are under the list of MaxFax. It, whether they're waiting in A&E or they're in, on the ward. So they kind of give you a handover. And then about seven to eight, you have a ward round with the registrar or the consultant. And they take you around the ward and they give you jobs for the rest of the day. Yeah. Uh, and then the rest of the day, you're kind of doing those jobs and you're answering a bleep. Uh, a bleep is like a pager you see in all these um, medical <laughs> shows like Grey's Anatomy. Yeah, so you're like... And sometimes it can feel like that. Like one time I got a pager and it said, you need to come up to the ward right now. This patient's bleeding. And I'm like, okay. And I was like, maybe they're overreacting. But when I got there, the patient was literally just shooting up blood from their mouth. And I was like, we better call the registrar. And we stopped the bleeding. And, um, you know, it, it can be quite uh, exciting. Uh, but of course, it's like, 
a real step up from yeah. dentistry. Yeah. Uh, and then by the end, by seven o'clock, you're absolutely exhausted. And the next day you have to do it again. So, uh, and then there's days where you're on clinic, where you're kind of seeing uh, if you've done max facts kind of rotations at dental school, mm -hmm. you'll see the DCT on a clinic. So you'll be with them on the clinic, seeing patients that need reviews, either they've had cancer in the past or trauma in the past and they need a review. Um, and then you have kind of theater sessions, so elective theater or emergency theater. Mm -hmm. fascinating you see big head and neck constructions you see orthognathic surgeries moving the jaw backward and forwards uh, TMJ surgeries carotid glands uh, thyroid so many different surgeries you can see that you generally won't get a chance to see if uh, you stay in general practice mm -hmm. however remember the number one rule is what do you want to do right so it doesn't matter if, if that's not for you it doesn't make a difference that sounds to me because it's something I'm considering to do. I didn't know exactly what, but because I, I didn't know a lot of them were Max Facts based DCT uh, posts. But no, I was, I was considering maybe like restorative, but I'm yeah. not quite decided yet. Maybe this year will open my eyes a little bit. Um, so just a bit further in, so you're the founder of Dentify. Um, so I was speaking to um, the one of the lads at Dent, um, Dental Elementary, and we were just talk. We did one by I think uh, dental uh, training consultants. It was really good. Um, and it just gave us an insight and we just, we just wanted to know what, what you have, what you guys have to offer, what, what are you about, what, what's your sole purpose? Definitely, for sure. Um, so, Dentify kind of started as the Dental Foundation training course. Mm -hmm. uh, so, when I was studying for Dental Foundation training, kind of, we did hundreds and hundreds of hours of research on, first of all, the exam. Second of all, how to do well in the exam, and then everything you need to know about the exam, if that makes sense. So, would, uh, and it doesn't mean that every DFT student needs to do that, but we did that, and I wanted to know everything about it, just like you would do for a dental exam. Yeah. However, most people say for DFT, oh, you can't revise, you 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 can't kind of prepare for it. Mm -hmm. That's true to an extent, but you can definitely prepare hard for it. So, we prepared hard. Uh, we had a theory about how to do well in this exam. We execute, executed that theory and did pretty well, got a good ranking, got a first choice placement and thought, well, there is a gap to kind of teach the way that we've learned. Um, and I felt that was a slight gap in, in what kind of things can be taught. Um, so we started Dentify to kind of teach people everything they need to know to get their first choice placement. Um, and I, I called one of my friends on board that also did well, that also got the same scheme as me, like, do you want to go around and, and teach? Um, so I created the content, we went out, and in our first year, it just started to teach people about We taught in London twice, Cardiff twice, Plymouth and Leeds. Uh, and then the year after that, every single student they said on an anonymous survey they would prefer that course to a friend and so we had 150 more people in fact we went to madrid belfast cardiff plymouth dundee uh we went to you know we obviously went to london twice um so we we went kind of all across the country and, and it went really well um and you know our, our ethos is you can't practice until you know everything that was our ethos, that was our kind of thinking. Um, it's kind of like practicing 
extractions without going through the theory of extractions yeah, yeah. in the lecture. So we thought at first comes knowledge, then comes practice, mm -hmm. then comes like your goal. So we wanted to give everyone an, everyone the knowledge. So we had a lecture-based course, uh, went really well. Um, uh, we kind of developed a community that we kind of you know, have small group teaching. Uh, and, and people really loved that because students in general didn't want to travel so far to go on a course because it's your final year, it's expensive. So we thought, oh, we'll just come to you. So we went to all these kind of wonderful places, got to meet a lot of students. Yeah. Um, and, and it just developed from there, really. And then, of course, we used the same principles for dental core training. And um, it went really well again. And so we did a dental core training course oh, uh, to do lot similar one. things. So, so, so why, why this is also interesting for me is because, you know, I initially, I, I was also thinking to do PPE, politics, philosophy and yeah. economics. And so I've always been interested in philosophy. In fact, I used to teach philosophy every week at university. I used to teach teach sheets about philosophy every week. Um, and that kind of gave me confidence in teaching and how to teach properly and the science of teaching. Um, and then I, I loved the evidence-based, I know people think, oh, this is really boring, but I love the evidence-based dentistry idea. and the kind of professionalism, <laughs> teaching, kind of social responsibility <laughs> aspect of dentistry too. Um, so that kind of fits in with why I like policy and why I like PP and all these kind of different subjects. Um, so when it came to clinical governance and leadership and all these different subjects that had to be taught for DFT, it just came second nature to me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah, that was a bit about dental foundation training, dental core training, the courses we offer. But you know, as you start going through the motions every year, doing these kind of courses for the last two years, I started realizing we're kind of gaining a sort of community naturally. Mm -hmm. So people want to know the next steps, the next steps, the next steps. I want to know the next step. So over the lockdown period, uh, when I was in uh, my hotel room, when I was in ICU, I thought I want to interview the best dentists in the world and find out what pathway they took to become like that. Because mm -hmm. at one point they were all dental students. Yeah, yeah. So what pathways, what kind of things they did to actually become your kind of your Nina Bals or mm. your, you know, Simon Shards or your, you know, the, the people you see that are kind of excelling in yeah. dentistry. So um, I interviewed all of them and got some amazing feedback. Uh, we found a lot, of, found out a lot about their pathways that we can also use in our own lives. Um, so kind of Dentify's mission has kind of evolved to help dentists find purpose and passion in their career. Um, and it's, it's kind of moving away from just saying, look, this is everything you need to know about DFT. This is everything you need to know about DCT, which is true. It's still really, really important to more kind of a holistic program of helping students find and dentists find passion and purpose in their career. Uh, I think over time, these things seem to dwindle. And, you know, seeing dentistry over the COVID period, a lot of young dentists feel like, oh, am I doing the right career? Uh, what else is there to this career? Um, so, yeah, so my, my kind of, uh, that's, that's my purpose uh, with Dentify and our team has grown uh, by like eight, eight, nine people. And 
it's great. Know, it sounds amazing. Like I really like how you, yeah, you're taking the bigger picture of it. It's not just the uh, DCT FD. Uh, yeah. Um. So I, yeah, I actually watched a few of your podcasts. You know when you did them. So I saw the bloody tooth guy one, and I saw the Dr. Nilesh Palmer one. Yeah, yeah I thought yeah. they were amazing. Like just their yeah. journeys and you know everything you yeah. delve into. I thought it was amazing just to learn because Nilesh Palmer is just something business related. He said that's really helped exactly. in his uh, dental uh, platform. So you've already mentioned it, but there's the change the interviews this year, haven't they? Because when I did my interviews, I, was, I thought there was a big gap in terms of the SJT. Mm. I thought people did really well in like preparing you for the interview, but the SJT, mm. you were just left on your own sort of thing. So I felt like the SJT was a bit of luck almost. So how, how are you guys going to adapt, adapt yourselves to um, just preparing for the SJT for you know, the up, upcoming uh, down year students? Definitely. I think, you know, Copden and Health Education England have taken the, the view that, you know, they have to scrap the interviews that they used to have. So for people watching, interviews used to be a PML and a communication interview. So PML stands for Professionalism, Management and Leadership. Uh, you have two assessors that are dentists and you have a scenario and you talk about that scenario for 10 minutes. And communication is kind of like your OSCEs. So we have an actor that has a certain problem and you have to communicate with them. So they're scrapping that because of course they don't want to, you don't want people to be in close contact with each other uh, over that kind of long period of time. Um, and they, they kind of said that they can't do that over the internet either. Although other medical schools for, for example, Imperial for medical school, they have an exam called PACES, their PACES exam for 50 year students. And it's kind of like an OSCE but they're also doing that online. Mm -hmm. um, but they said that, you know, that, you know, people have internet issues and people have like microphone issues that could affect their score. So they yeah. scrapped that. They've also scrapped the, um, so that, that's what they're doing. So the only thing they're doing is a situational judgment test and a situational judgment test that evidence base does show that most students find it a fairer process to kind of rank students or to kind of have a ranking system um, but there is still a lot to learn about the situational judgment test for example there's a lot to learn about kind of clinical governance uh, the standards of care uh, leadership resilience there's a lot of kind of small aspects that you need to learn that can actually increase your mark and, and to do better um, now there's more to learn for the interview for sure however you know when we were studying for uh, the dft we came up with a few principles that we would use for every single sjt yeah. and so in the dentify course we go over these principles uh, we make sure you know everything first and then go through loads of practice questions and the thing is like we're really relaxed like we give away all our content afterwards yeah. after the course ends it's not like don't take a picture of this or yeah, yeah, yeah. don't you know don't don't you can't take our question paper home i'm like we don't care just take our question paper make notes on it go away learn it do well in your exam and then message us when you've done well in your exam because yeah. that feeling on june june the 9th or june the 10th or whatever it is it feels great like we've helped you get your first choice placement and for us it's important because you know there's people that for example go to a university 200 miles away from their family home they've been away for five years yeah. some of their parents are not well 
they have like partners in other parts of the country and they just want to be back with them. So getting their first choice placement is not just about, oh, I ranked this highly. It's about, you know, yeah. I want to be back and look after my mum. Mm -hmm. And if you go on our Instagram page, you'll see loads of stories like that. Um, so it feels good when they got a place that they wanted close to home or close to a city they want to be. It doesn't matter where you are in the country. Even if you don't rank highly, it doesn't really matter where you are. But if you do want to be in a certain place, then it's important um, to have the right guidance. Yeah. Um, I, and there are courses, there are loads of courses out there that are reputable, uh, that you can go on. Um, but obviously, if Dentify can help in any way, we're happy to help. So how are you performing it now then? Because obviously you can't go to people now, so is it over Zoom or something? No, so actually what you can do is you can go to places. So okay. the gov government, I, I, at one point during the lockdown, I was thinking, yeah, it's definitely going to be over Zoom. Mm -hmm. But, you know, even when I was doing these Zoom webinars and I'd ask, does anyone have any questions? And there's 200 people on a webinar or even 100 people on a webinar you don't know these people it's quite daunting to turn your camera on like yeah, before yeah. we started this interview i was like oh crap it's going to be recorded it's going to be on camera yeah. and i'm wearing like <laughs> a jumper but imagine you're a student and you're in a, a room for a zoom webinar for 100 people and you don't know them it's quite daunting to kind of ask questions and it's quite daunting to debate the people that are teaching you does that make sense like you'll never shout out and go, actually, I don't agree with that. What about this? What about that? Yeah, it can be quite kind of, it can be quite hard to kind of debate on, on an online webinar. Yeah. Um, and of course, if, if the government didn't, if said that, you know, we're not having any conferences, we're not having any kind of courses, mm -hmm. then we would have obviously scrapped it and said, we're going to have it over webinar in the safest way, still in small groups. However, the government did say you can have small group teaching. So you see big composite courses, be big like diploma companies in dentistry starting up again in a socially distanced yeah. way. So we took inspiration from them and said, actually, we can also start up in a socially distanced way. So we got loads of hospitality partners across the country um, and we decided to kind of go ahead and, and do live course teaching. Uh, and, and, and our method of teaching anyone interested in education is called blended learning okay. so you can't simply learn online and you can't simply these days just learn face to face if you have a platform where you can blend the learning where you have face to face teaching and in small groups and you have uh, online teaching then you can kind of blend it together so we thought We'll have our face-to-face -face courses in small groups. Uh, we're coming to Manchester this time, so I'm not leaving you guys out. Um, and, uh, and then we're going to have like a whole mock SJT paper online for people to do uh, or over a Zoom call, over a webinar. Um, and yeah, we're, we're, we've we just got our masks. Oh, I, wish I, I wish I bought the mask. We uh, bought loads of kind of face coverings uh, that are unique to identify. And um, we've made sure that safety is our top priority um, and that our hospitality partners know that they're completely safe and, and everything kind of goes to plan in that way. Um, but yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a lot of fun. And the teachers this year, uh, of course, I go to teach, but there are other teachers that got their first choice placement when they were doing it and did our course. 
From back. So the, for the first courses we did in Leeds, in Plymouth, in London, and Cardiff, those teachers, uh, those students that did well, that are just friends now, yeah. they're coming back to teach. Awesome. Um, so we kind of developed that that fun community, and they understand our teaching style. It's 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 really intense. The course is really intense, cool. um, but we've had good feedback, and I'm really grateful for all that. Cool, cool, cool. So, so I wanted to do... <laughs> that's, a, that's enough ranting. <laughs> it's, it's, no, it I want to I do the DCT one, definitely. Um, so to, to book it then, so if someone's doing um, DFT, someone's doing DCT, how do they go about booking their place on to identify a course? Um, so we have a website. We have a really kind of brand new designed website. Uh, it's called www.dentify.education. Um, so you just go on to that, that uh, website, you can find out all about us, you can see loads of uh, stories, so we call them stories because they're not just testimonials, they're student stories that they've kind of brought out. Um, one girl that came on our course, uh, Neem, I'm going to tell her story really quickly, um, she went to the University of Leeds this year and um, she did our course and she only did our course in Leeds, uh, she absolutely loved it. Uh, and she did her SAT and interviews and she came fourth in the country. Oh, oh. So she did really, really well. And she tells her whole story of why it's important. Uh, in fact, the ranking doesn't matter. It doesn't matter at all. The main thing is you get a choice that you want to yeah. be in. For example, you're in Manchester, you're back home, you've got a great scheme that you're part of. All schemes are fantastic, but you, specifically to you, you've yeah. got a scheme that yeah. you like. Oh, yeah. so she, wanted to yeah. be, she wanted to be near to London so she got her first choice scheme, of course, and um, she, why she wanted to do that is because she wanted to move in with her boyfriend. Uh, they have like a beautiful home uh, in near Stevenage where they have horses and um, her boyfriend works in the city. So it was important to her to be close. And she tells the story of uh, telling her dad that she came fourth in the country and she's her dad um, you know, has a heart condition. And he, he called her in the middle of the day saying, I'm having palpitations because I can't believe you came forth. Can yeah. you help me out? <laughs> so, <laughs> so they, yeah, they can, they can book it. Like, it's easy to book it. We're all over social media too. Um, and before you book it, just check, is this the course for you too? Like, mm -hmm. we don't go for the hard sell. Um, it's completely up to you what you do. Um, um, but we're obviously, we don't just do a day course we build a whole community around it yeah. so we we make sure that from start to finish you're we're contactable so you can instagram us you can like you're part of a special small group that you can loads of resources are shared on um and then yeah i think that, that's about it another thing is of course we have backing from people that are slightly more senior to me yeah and we have their guidance and we have their support but I think what makes us unique is that we have people that are on the, on the same level as us. Does that make sense? Like, I'm only two years older than you, or two or three years. So I kind of understand what situation you're in. Does that make sense? So I, I can be, quote, unquote, on the level. Yeah. So yeah. I, can, I can just tell you how it is. And the students teaching are one year younger than me. Mm. They can also tell you like this is how it is, or 
they probably went to your university too so they, they exactly know what you're going through um so in that way it's there's no waffle there's no like patronizing you it's just look raj this is what you need to know this is how you do it let us know if we can help and, and that's it and, and people do well through that yeah, yeah. Yeah, I agree with you. Yeah, someone younger as well, just you can get on, on with them more because you think the same generation sort of thing. No, really and good. and we have some we have some special news coming up. I don't want to say it. Um it's always good to collaborate with people. It's mm -hmm. it's great to collaborate because uh, you learn so much more from collaboration. But that doesn't mean you collaborate with everyone, right? Yeah. You can collaborate with everyone. So you just pick sensible people that you know have your best interests at heart, that you want to learn from. Uh, and, and we have some like amazing collaborations coming up, but I'll save that until they're ready to launch. Yeah. Okay, so yeah, everyone who's watching, make sure you make sure you check out the Instagram for that. Um, so just finally, for yeah. people watching, price-wise, and like, is there certain prices? Yeah. Like, is, is it like uh, just a one-off payment, or like, how did they go about that? Yeah, so we charge like ninety-nine pounds our early bird fee for our course, mm -hmm. uh, and that includes everything. That includes because you can't charge a student thousand pounds to do oh, this wow. first of all it's like it's impossible this is too expensive um so we just charge 99 pounds that includes all the resources so remember like we give you everything we don't even all our slides we give you uh, and we just say please don't share them with everyone else just just keep them to yourself which most students seem to do uh, even if they do it doesn't make a difference because the actual experience is coming to the course because something might be on the slide but the, the knowledge we give you is it's, yeah, yeah. it's like supplementary uh, all the sjts we give you uh the access to the community group for a whole year it's included in the price um so the early bird's 99 pounds and after the early bird it's 129 pounds um and includes a whole mock sjt paper too it includes 24 access to us 24 hours access to us if you have any questions um yeah so i think very reasonably priced um and i realized actually you can make i i realized that actually education and teaching and policy and you know understanding how to help people in their career is what i'm really passionate about mm -hmm. so you can make more money doing dentistry Mm -hmm. but for me it doesn't give the same level of fulfillment yeah if that makes yeah. sense it doesn't give yeah. like having this call we would never have this conversation if i didn't do um yeah. like yeah. teaching yeah. so so i i think what what young young students what i'd give some like a piece of advice is don't chase the money chase the experience that you're getting uh for example the hospital job that i applied for it's not you'll get paid nothing literally relative to dentistry mm -hmm. uh, probably 10 times less than a dentist would but the experience of learning under one particular person will gain you so much insight into that topic mm -hmm. um so yeah chase the experience of learning from that person or a person i thought you were going to say don't chase the um, money chase the dream I've heard that quote. Oh, no, that is, <laughs> I thought you were going to say that. Then. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's, it, sound, no, it sounds really good. Um, the course and everything, it sounds amazing to be a part of. I won't keep you too much longer. We really appreciate your time. Um, you kind of already answered it, but um, any final words of wisdom for the final year students or, and the FDs like myself going into FD year? And just what, what really to make of it, how to, how to handle it, how to approach the year really? 
Yes, this is, this is a great question. Um, I think for final year students, of course, if you... I think final year seems scarier than it actually is. You've learned most of the content in fourth year that yeah. you need to know. Final year is kind of a recap year. So I would just advise, do those three things that I said in the start. Try and get involved with at least one sort of research audit project to have on your portfolio. Try and get published in any paper that you can, that you're interested in. Um, try and network. Instagram has opened up a whole range of networking opportunities uh, that you can talk to the best people in the world about your situation. Um, and at the end of the day, it's all about like having a good time, I think, at university. Um, it's your final year. And then once you go into dental foundation training, it's a great year because you start earning some money and you can pay for things yourself. But it's not the same at university. So for dental foundation trainees, what I'd recommend is I think you've got 12 months to really start introspecting every day for three minutes. You should write down. It's really specific. Every day, three minutes, write down, what did I learn today? Is this going to help me in my future? Okay. Those two things. What did I learn today? Is this going to help? Just for three minutes. Everyone's got three minutes. That's nothing. So just write it down. You can make a diary. You can make a journal. What things did I learn today? Is this going to help me towards my future? Um, don't be scared to say yes to loads of things. Uh, that doesn't mean you have to go crazy in dentistry. It could be another passion that you're really passionate about. For example, as I keep saying, I'm really passionate about policy and I applied to do a master's uh, at Oxford in policy and got in, but I'm deferring my entry again for that. Um, so it could be a whole range of topics that you're interested in. Um, don't let the conventional form of dentistry drag you down. Does that make sense? So don't let the kind of conventions drag you down. Try and think outside the box about what interests you and and kind of go for that. Um, yeah, that, that's the kind of things that I would, that I would uh, kind of advise uh, FDs and final year students. But obviously, I'm wishing you all the best in your careers. Um, again, it's a passion of mine to help you guys with finding passion and purpose in your career. So if I can help you at all, you can always DM me uh, on my on Instagram. Um, and I, I hope to, I look forward to hearing from all of you. Perfect. Thank you so much for that. Yeah, I'll, I'll definitely be me messaging you about the DCT. You'll, you'll regret yeah. saying that in a few weeks' time. So, um, <laughs> no, no, I'm really happy. I've literally, every day I at least have, I have a, at least 10 people message me like, yeah, okay. oh, how do I apply for DFT? How do I do this? How do I do that? I'm, I'm like happy to, happy to help out. And so is the rest of the team now. So it's great. Oh, perfect. That's perfect. That's perfect. So I won't keep you much longer then. Just wanted to say a massive thank you from the behalf of the dental mentor team, from everyone who's watching, you know, we really appreciate yeah. your time, everything you've spoken about. It's just, it's just nice to get to speak to someone who's been there and done it. And it's not just someone who's just talking about their experiences, but you're actually giving an insight on how to do it. And you're actually teaching the next generation sort of thing of how to get them high ranks. Um, yeah, just finally, a big thank you for, um, on behalf of everyone. Um, we look forward to seeing you again. It might not be me hosting, but we hope to see you soon. And um, any final words you got before we leave? Yeah, I'm just grateful to the whole team, uh, you and the whole team at Dental Elementary for uh, allowing me to be part of your uh, podcast. And uh, uh, I'm, I'm very uh, grateful and I uh, hope to speak to you soon.